Okay, our next uh, topic here, our next major topic is memory. Um, we'll do a uh, chapter on memory, and um, there's a lot of good stuff in this chapter. Uh, it's chapter seven, by the way, uh, human memory. Um, and uh, there's so much good stuff that uh, I'd like to spend a little while working on this chapter and, um, and this material, and then your next test is only going to cover this one chapter. You know, usually I have tests for you on two chapters at a time, but, um, but this one uh, just seems like there's a lot of good stuff there uh, to talk about. Um, Let's see, uh, this um, this is one of, really one of two chapters in your textbook that covers some things on cognitive psychology, um, uh, but it's the only one that we cover. Your textbook also has a chapter on um, intelligence and thinking or something like that is the title of it, uh, and um, it's just not as good of a chapter, uh, but it does deal with some of the things that have to do with cognitive psychology, like how people solve problems and make decisions and how intelligence works and stuff like that. Um, but the one chapter that we'll cover here is the one on memory. Memory, of course, is uh, largely um, in the domain of cognitive psychology. We'll also look at uh, some physiological uh, uh, approaches to understanding memory. That is how memory is actually physically represented in the human brain and how that works. Um, but largely, you know, cognitive approaches here. Um, when we started a chapter, uh, let's see, it was chapter six, when we started a chapter on learning uh, a few weeks ago, I, um, I pointed out that um, in reading that chapter, you might have been surprised that it didn't cover some things that you might have expected it to cover, like school-type learning. Um, but I promised you at the time that uh, we would we would get to a chapter that would be a lot more relevant to school-type learning, or even the uh, learning complex material like you learn in college. Um, and here we are at that chapter in uh, on human memory, because memory has to do with um, uh, a lot of the kind of learning that you do in college, um, and you know, of course a lot of other things too. But um, <clears throat> ways that we process information, store it, and then retrieve it for later use. So there's a lot of good stuff here, a lot of um, immediately practical stuff. Uh, by way of overview, if you're following along um, on uh, the slides for this, um, uh, I'm on slide two now with the uh, overview for this uh, chapter. Um, the overview for this chapter, the organization of this chapter, I think makes a lot of sense, um, uh, where we're talking about the normal processes of memory, uh, then we'll talk about how memory can fail us, and then we'll talk about knowing all those things, how we can essentially hack memory to be able to um, uh, remember things better, so memory strategies. So the normal processes of memory first, and those processes are encoding, storage, and retrieval. Then we'll look at several types of failures of memory, not just plain old forgetting, but also um, the more sneaky problem of uh, memory illusions, where we might remember something, but it's not actually true, or it didn't actually happen. That probably happens more than people really realize it. Uh, and so we'll look at what's going on there. And then we'll also look at uh, the possibility of a failure of memory by some kind of amnesia process. That is um, some um, damage to the brain itself, in a sense, that's going to uh, prevent somebody from being able to remember certain kinds of information or something like that. Then, um, like I said, your textbook uh, kind of puts memory strategies toward the end of this chapter. That is, um, uh, how can we use this stuff that we know uh, in order to make regular daily memory tasks and college uh, easier for us? 
Um, uh, I'll be honest though. Uh, I find a lot of that stuff so useful that, um, that I'll probably be, um, including some of it as we go through the, uh, normal processes of, um, memory of encoding storage retrieval and also looking at failures because it makes sense to talk about, um, if, uh, memory fails for one particular reason, well, how can we make it not fail when we don't want it to fail? Right. Um, so, um, so hopefully you'll find some, uh, useful stuff here that you can use in, uh, um, studying and learning for college stuff and beyond. All right, so our definition of memory is um, uh, on slide number three, essentially our nervous system's capacity to acquire and retain skills and knowledge for later retrieval. Uh, so notice that it's um, that it's not just about recalling stuff. Memory is going to include also how we initially engage with that information or skill or whatever it is, uh, how we process it at the time while it's happening, how we um, uh, code it in some more or less physical way in our brain to be able to hold it there uh, possibly for a long time um, and then how we're able to pull it out later on and use it right so um so this is actually quite a bit of what your brain does uh your brain is doing a lot of stuff but um but a lot of what we do relies on our memory what we've experienced in in um, prior situations and what we've learned in other kinds of um um, uh, things that we've read or seen or heard about or anything like that, right? Uh, and there's a lot of different kinds of information that is stored in your memory. We'll look at um, at some of those different kind of things as we go. So, um, so for uh, the um, basic processes of human memory, uh, I'm on slide number four. Um, uh, we can break down any memory process into three major stages of encoding, storage, and retrieval. This, of course, also gives us a nice um, uh, way to organize how we talk about uh, memory and memory uh, processes in this course. Uh, that first we can talk about encoding processes, then we can uh, talk about storage, and then we can talk about retrieval to put together an entire memory, um, uh, memory processes. Encoding has to do with how information first gets into memory to begin with. So largely this is going to do with input, how we take information in, and how we process it, how we work with it at the time, um, immediately while it's happening, uh, that's going to allow it to either move into memory storage or not. Um, uh, so how do we initially encode information upon first encountering it? Then the next thing is going to be storage. Storage has to do with how that information is um, maintained in your brain over time, potentially even for a very long time, right? Um, how do we lay down a memory trace um, and, uh, you know, how is that stored in the brain? In this section, we'll see that there's many different kinds of information that are stored in your brain right now, and those different kinds of information are probably stored in different ways and in different places in the brain. Uh, and um, so we'll look at uh, how some of that works. Then the last thing is retrieval, being able to pull that information back out of the brain, I'm sorry, back out of memory, uh, in order to be able to use it, so to uh, essentially find it for later use. Uh, now, notice right away that um, in order for us to remember something that happened previously, all three of these stages of, uh, the, all three of these basic processes 
would have had to work uh, in order for us to remember something later. So to remember something today that I did two weeks ago, I would have had to encode that information at the time, store it in some way, and now successfully retrieve it. What I mean uh, to point out is that um, a breakdown at any one of these stages could possibly lead to forgetting later on. Um, maybe when that thing happened two weeks ago, I didn't encode it right, or I didn't encode it uh, very well at the time, or I didn't encode it at all. Uh, and uh, so now I feel like, well, I can't remember it. Or maybe I did encode it, uh, but I stored it in some inefficient kind of way, uh, and it's, it wasn't stored very well. So now I feel like I can't remember it. Or maybe I encoded it and I stored it, and it's stored okay, but now I just can't find it in my memory. Now I can't retrieve it. Um, so, um, so what I'm laying the groundwork for is that later on when we talk about forgetting and why we forget stuff, realize that a breakdown at any one of these intermediate processes could lead to the end result of forgetting, because memory is a multi-stage process. Okay, so next we'll be talking about these um, three stages of memory, the memory processes, uh, one at a time. Uh, so going in the next recording, I'll pick up with the topic of encoding.